Welcome to the Cards Cast. An exciting Cards Cast it is, too. Been waiting for this moment for a long time. We're going to call it the Game Week Cards Cast. Is, that's what it is. It's Game Week, Louisville Football. Game Week! Game Week! Oh, game Week! Can you believe it? <laughs> Cardinal Authority Senior Writer here. That's its publisher. Cardinal Authority Senior Writer Michael McCammon. That's publisher. Uh, Jody Demling, you know, and this is one we've been waiting for for a long time. Lot to talk about, uh, you know, you know, what's it going to be like, what's the atmosphere going to be like, what you can expect between the Cardinals and the Hilltoppers. But before we get to all that, let's talk I, a little hoops, Jody. No, no doubt. And you know if um, you know if uh, we're talking hoops on game week when we didn't, if we didn't, when we didn't know we were going to have a season, and still <laughs> to this point are. I think some people out there hoping that we do have a season, some people that, that are they're still lingering, you know, if we're talking hoops, then it must be important hoops to talk about. But uh, a big decision coming up this week, Michael, a big decision on Wednesday for Michael James, uh, who is from Oak Ridge, uh, uh, who is from o- Orlando, Florida. Oak Ridge High School is the high school. Um, he's a you know, he's a guy that uh, that's a top 100 guy in the 24 seven uh, sports ranking 6'6", 195 pounds. I, I'm I just I call him more of a wing because he kind of does a lot of different things. I I I have to admit I I fell for his game last summer. Um, watching him uh, uh, several times last summer and and before Louisville had really uh, well obviously before Louisville had offered him but before they really got after him uh, just because of the way he plays the motor that he has the intensity. Uh, that he has the up and down, uh, the way he can get it kind of up and down and go and go after it. I, I loved his game, uh, and he's one of those guys that I always put on the back burner of. Gosh, I hope, I hope that Louisville's in the mix to the end, and and they're in the mix to the very end because the end happens tomorrow. And and quite honestly, I, from my understanding, I think it's Louisville and Virginia Tech. I know there's a Texas A&M crystal ball. I think A&M. St- Still in the mix a little bit, uh, but I would be very surprised if it's not Louisville or Virginia Tech uh, when he makes that decision tomorrow. And I think Louisville does, has a really good chance. And I think Mike Pegues has done a fantastic job with this re- with this recruitment of Mike James. He could be he could be one of the steals of this whole uh, of this whole class uh, nationally because of his rankings and because people haven't seen him. Yeah, you know, and, and before I, I throw in my two cents worth, you know, I might be a little biased because, you know, that's basically my name with my last name taken off. So, you know, perfect name. Every time you say it, I'm going to, every time his name's called, I'm going to look, you know, but this is a guy that many people, obviously, we've been covering at a Cardinal Authority, a lot of big time programs uh, chasing him. You know, one question I'll, I'll toss to you, Jody. I know you've, you've, you've kind of addressed it a little bit on the, the insider forums at Cardinal Authority. How much of an impact uh, did Bryson Hopkins' decision to open up his recruitment, have on the potential of Louisville's lure towards Michael James, or vice versa. Well, I, I think I, I, so. So Louisville's been at. I mean, Louisville's intent, as we've told you the entire time, Louisville's intent was to take five or six guys in in this class. He's always been on their big board. He's he's been on our big board for for quite a while. Um, and, and when you really look at when you really look at and break down his recruitment. He's been pretty quiet. I'm going through. Yeah. Um, I'm going through the uh, the lists, uh, the the story list that that there are, um, and and there's not many interviews that he has done. Um, so first of all, the fact that on August, uh, I think it was 
uh, I think it was July. No, it was August the 5th, I believe is when it was. It was August the 5th. The fact that on August the 5th, he sat, he sat, well, I don't know if he was sitting down, but he was on the phone and he chatted with me for about 10 minutes. Um, goes to show you where Louisville was and has been in the recruitment. They've always been in, been in the mix. I think when Hopkins decommitted, it probably made it a little easier for him to, to like Louisville more, if that make, if that makes sense. Um, sure. you know, they're, they're not the same player. Um, they're not, they're not the same position. Um, you know, he's more of a, of, of a wing kind of guy, um, and, and, and is going to be a guy that, uh, that can put the ball on the floor more. Um, but yeah, it's, um, his, his final eight were Arkansas, Alabama, Cincinnati, Oklahoma state, Texas and Virginia tech and South Florida along with Louisville. So Louisville made that cut in August and he set this September 9th date. And I don't think it has any significance. I think it's just a date that, that he set, but I know that the, I know that the, uh, you know, the staff has really kind of honed in on him. So, so when, when they're telling guys, that David Johnson and potentially Samuel Williamson could be going pro after this season, or, you know, talking about that potential with recruits, you're, you're talking about a guy who they're going to use in that wing, in that wing spot uh, who could, who could fill in or would do whatever kind of some other things. And again, I'm not going to compare him to Jordan Wara or Samuel Williamson, but he's going to, he's going to play that position. So, so he's different than Hopkins. I just think when Hopkins decommitted, it probably made him think, okay, they 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 really need some guys now, or they really need a player now, um, you know, to to put the ball on the floor and, and get to the basket and be able to do some things that he does. Because there's some similarities in what they do. It's just how they do it in their position are to, are totally different. Um, so yeah, I think there I think there's a little bit of that. I was impressed with him, you know. I mean, he threw out Russ Smith and Peyton Siva and Montrez Harrell. Not that Montrez Harrell, I mean, most, most guys know that now, but he threw out Russ Smith and, and Peyton Siva when I talked to him, uh, you know, uh, back in that month, uh, threw out Shane Mahanen. Um, so he obviously has watched this Louisville team uh, and, and known uh, about this program for, for quite a while. Again, a four-star, number 85 by 247 Sports, number 15. Small forward, number 13 overall prospect out of the Sunshine State. And, and you said it earlier, you know, he's a versatile guy. And that that's certainly, you know, we've talked about it many times when we've done, you know, commit special commitment podcasts and, and, and things of the like. That's that's kind of Chris Max. Uh, it's what he likes. He likes those guys that he can shift in, in, in different spots on the floor and get creative with them and that can do multiple things. And, and Michael James certainly fills that bill positionless basketball that's where there we're, you go I, I, you know i think that's you, you you hear that a lot you've heard that a lot and i think you're going to hear it a lot more um over the course of the next uh uh the next few years of of positionless basketball look louisville has been in on uh, on on james again like i said for quite a while um they did not offer him until uh until may early may it was the first week of may uh, is when they offered him. But, you know, when you really look at it, um, you know, Arkansas, Cincinnati, Alabama, Oklahoma State, a lot of offers coming in around after Louisville uh, of teams that made it in, in onto the onto that final eight. And again, I think that's why a lot of people assume Texas A&M because they had been on him, you know, the longest as far as an offer or is concerned. You know, a lot of times, you know, coaches will not offer guys until a certain time or they'll tell people, Hey, you know, we're not going to offer a ton. You know, Louisville went through that, that spiel where they offered a bunch of guys uh, in 2020 
in, in the in his class, you know, in his class in the 2021 class, um, where they offered a bunch of guys uh, at the same time, kind of thing. And you know, they they kind of want to spread them out. So I think his offer was. Uh, I, he knew he was going to get an offer from Louisville, um, you know, before he got that offer from Louisville. So, so again, they've been recruiting for a while. They're here at the very end, and uh, and let's just hope, Michael, that uh, uh, that you and I can do a a special edition of the Cards Cast tomorrow uh, and breaking down the the latest commitment for Louisville basketball because it would be a very very good pickup uh, for Chris Mack for Chris Mack and uh, and his staff. Now we do have a football game to talk about can you believe it like a legit football game to talk about this week i I just i can't get over the fact um that it's game week it's louisville it's western kentucky saturday night cardinal stadium you and i will both be there in the building in the in the stadium and uh it's gonna be fun yeah you know and it's it's there's been a lot of ups and downs i mean it's certainly been a roller coaster for us all you know, whether the season's going to happen and when it's going to, if it does happen, when it'll kick off, you know, what will the testing be like? You know, will there be a bunch of kids that opt out? You know, there's been so many questions, you know, that have come and been answered and and it still remain. I mean, there's, there's still going to be lingering questions as the season goes on about, you know, will all the games get played? Will the season get completed? All that kind of stuff. But as of right now, things continue to move in in a positive direction. And, and here we are, you know, I mean, like we said, it's, it's game week. Louisville hosting in-state uh, foe, Western Kentucky, Saturday, 8 o'clock. ACC Network's going to be in the building to, to broadcast. And for all those that can't see, going to have about, probably about 12,000 fans will make their way into Cardinal Stadium. Uh, and it should be, you know, it, it's it's exciting. But, you know, kind of like, Jody, you just experienced a Kentucky Derby without fans. You know, this isn't the Kentucky Derby. This is college football. And, you know, we're not going to see the regular tailgating when we walk through the the, the now purple lot. You know, we're not going to see a packed house uh, when you walk into the Cardinal Stadium. There's not going to be any card march, but that's all we're all we're going to miss that. But really what we're coming to see is the exciting action that's going to be on the field. That's the second year of Scott Satterfield's uh, tenure. Ton of great players back. Obviously, you, you know, them all Mikhail Cunningham, Chuchu Atwell, JVN Hawkins, yada, and down the line almost went yada, 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 like I'm a Seinfeld episode. You can listen to our top 25 players uh, podcast. I'll link it in the story. Uh, to kind of go through. I mean, this is a loaded team. Scott Satterfield talked about it the other day with Monday with this, uh, about how veteran uh, this squad is and how much an advantage that could be as they kind of enter this, this, un, this kind of odd season. It's very odd. I, you know, I sit and watch a couple games uh, and look at scores of, that have happened. And I wonder, oh. um, wow, this is going to be a really weird year. And I think it's going to be that way the whole time. Look, I'm not, I, I, I'm here to tell you that I don't think that Louisville will play every game on their schedule. I, I, mean, I just think happen. I think it's I think it's I think it's crazy for anybody to think that that is the case um, because something at some point or another with one of these teams in the ACC something something's going to happen and that's not that's not a bad I mean I think you got it I think you just have to live with the fact of knowing that something's going to happen okay yep. take this week take Western Kentucky and and be excited for it. And know that uh, that you've got Miami coming up next week. Western Kentucky will be a tougher opponent than I expect. I Dang. say that. Then I look back at la- at that game with uh, uh, with Navy and BYU, and Navy didn't hit, they didn't tackle, they didn't do anything in preseason. And I, I think Western is beyond that. They haven't done that. But I know Louisville has a has a much greater head start than what Western did to this season. So um, I'll be interested every week for the first couple of weeks to see not just Louisville and Western Kentucky, but just to see how teams 
how teams uh, uh, do. I mean, look, this is a Western team that won nine games last year and have a ton of guys coming back, uh, especially on defense. They'll be one of the better defenses uh, in their league. I, I mean, I think they'll be again this year like they were last year. They'll be a top 25 defense. Yeah, I agree. You know, they've got the the reigning Conference USA Defensive Player of the Year coming back, and D'Angelo Malone, a guy that you know Scott Satterfield pointed him out yesterday. A guy, they're going to want to know where he is on the field on every snap when that Western defense is on the on the field, and they return a heck of a lot on offense as well. I mean, four of their top four of their uh, five star uh, five line offensive linemen are back. You know, they've got Gage Walker, who is a you know a surprisingly you know great running back for them last year after making the transition from the defensive side of the ball. Two running back ran for over 1,200 yards for uh, WKU last year. Louisville did hold him under, I believe, under 50 yards last year when they met in Nashville. But outside of that game, he was pretty much a difference maker uh, for them this year, for last year. This year, they are introducing a new quarterback. Um, they call him Piggy T. That's his nickname. That's what he wants to go to is the Maryland, Maryland, yeah, Maryland graduate transfer. Kind of a, a dual threat, but he does like to, to, to throw the ball. I think he's got a career 59% completion percentage. Um, so it's not a guy, his history at Maryland isn't a guy that you're used to, like if you compare him to Mikhail Cunningham, which I'm not, but Mikhail set records for efficiency last year. I don't think you're going to expect to see the same thing at a Piggy T this year, but certainly a veteran guy that knows how to, to lead an offense and is apparently from what we're, we're hearing has really taken on a, a really good veteran leadership role for that team last year. So a lot of guys coming back on both sides of a, of a team that you know finished nine and four, uh, beat Arkansas, won their, their bowl game against Western Michigan, looked Pretty good. Um, so, yep. uh, you know, I kind of predicted a, a sizable blowout in our early way too see, way too early season predictions. I'm probably going to close that gap when we get to our game week predictions later on in the week. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, there was a reason that this line that this spread opened uh, where it did. Um, and I think what I saw yesterday, it was uh, it was 12 uh, is is the spread this week uh, uh, on the in, in you know, kind of all over the place. And it's going yeah. it actually went down a little bit. Um, from what I, uh, from what I saw, I'm looking it up, uh, as we speak to see if I can, uh, if I can find out where it's at, but, um, you know, starting at 12 going down a little bit. I mean, that's, that's a tough, uh, that's a tough one for Louisville. I mean, for Louisville to, uh, um, to actually, and it's not on, it's not on this spreadsheet that are, that I see right here. So we'll have to look it up, but I know it started at 12 and went down to 11 and a half at one point. Um, it's Michael, I mean, like I said, I'm, I, Louisville's going to win the game, and if they don't win the game, then it's going to be a long it's going to be a long season, uh, in my opinion. But this is going to be a challenge for them for a while. But when you got guys like Tutu Atwell, and you got guys like Des Fitzpatrick, and you got guys like Mikhail Cunningham and Javion Hawkins on offense, you should be able to move the ball uh, uh, in this in this situation. And defensively, I'm excited to see kind of what they can do and how they uh, have gotten better for them. I mean, I'm, I'm just excited to see. Uh, and again, a note to a name to remember uh, if, if for those listening, obviously, if, if you're tuned in, you are listening. Malik Staples, former Cardinal uh, place. He transferred down to, to Western Kentucky, a linebacker for the Cardinals, was a linebacker for WKU la- last year. He is transitioning over uh, to running back this year. Um, not sure what his status is, what we're hearing uh, out of Bowling Green for, for game one. Uh, they've been pretty much closed to the public. Uh, all their, as you could expect, all their practices. Um, you know, the COVID-19 testing, all that kind of stuff. So they're not exactly sure, you know, what his status is for game one, but he's a guy that really impressed, uh, you know, Tyson Helton, the head coach down there enough to make him, uh, move him over to the offensive side of the ball where he did play in high school. So 
keep an eye out for him, see if he is uh, playing on game one. If it is, you know, it could be interesting to see him team up with Gage Walker. And that's really, to me, defensively, that's what Louisville's got to do. They've got to really slow down Gage Walker like, like they did last year and then keep Piggy T in the pocket. And I think they'll do pretty well. Uh, but again, it's it's going to be a, a more difficult game than I think maybe some people are giving it, you know, expecting. Yeah, I think I think some people expect. I mean, look, Eastern Kentucky, you know, we saw they lost. Well, they might have just gotten scored on again by Marshall. I mean, that would have been <laughs> that would have been, uh, uh, you know, a runaway for Louisville and easy, very easy victory. And, and I'm glad they didn't get that game. I'm glad they got this game because it does give them a better sense of where they're at going into the ACC play, you don't have a whole lot of time to get ready. And, uh, and this gives them a sense of, uh, of where they're at going into that. Um, Louisville will not do a, a depth chart. They've got one, um, but they're not going to put it out until later in the week because Western hasn't released theirs. Um, little gamesmanship, I think, uh, uh, by Western and, you know, who knows? I mean, I, I don't know that they have anybody hurt. We had heard that they, uh, had maybe somebody that opted out, but we don't we don't know that for sure. So they really haven't set set a whole lot. So Louisville kind of waiting uh, to see what the what the depth chart is going to be for Western Kentucky. Uh, they're going to exchange depth charts before uh, they release theirs to the public, and that's that's just the way you kind of have to do it. Um, I think. I mean, in the ACC, you have to release one on Monday. You have to put a depth chart out and send it to the other school every Monday and and give them a, the uh, injury report and all that. But when you're playing non-conference games, uh, you don't necessarily have to do that. Uh, it's just kind of up to the other team. So we might see a depth chart later in the week, and uh, it might just be Saturday. Um, I, I don't expect it to be to- too totally different, Michael, from what we've told you uh, yeah. on uh, uh, on CardinalAuthority.com. Um, Renato Brown will be the right tackle. Justin Marshall, uh, we expect to be the third wide receiver. Um, you know, the only or uh, there'll be I think there'll be two ors on the on the depth chart. If we've told you all along, they're not set on a kicker yet. James Turner or Brock Travelstead. I think Travelstead will probably trot out there first, but uh, it'll be interesting to see uh, if they list one uh, later in the week on the depth chart. And, and it's tight end. It's just it's tight end H back. It's Marshawn or Ian. And it's it's going to most likely be both in a lot of situations. Um, that did kind of surprise me. I was just looking at stats the other day. And it did surprise me that Ian Pfeiffer was only out on the field starting three games last year. It just seemed like much more because he played so many snaps. Um, uh, but I think he and, he and Isaac Martin both had the same amount of starts or something like that. I think is what uh, uh, is what I is what I was looked at. And, uh, Ian Pfeiffer, yeah, Ian Pfeiffer had three. Um, who else? There was somebody else that. Uh, anyway, I, I um, it was uh, I, I don't know. I was looking I was looking at somebody and. It, I thought it was Isaac Martin that had uh, that had a couple starts out there. So um, anyway, you never know about stats and you never know about who's starting because a lot of time the participation chart is wrong. So uh, I trust uh, I trust my starting uh, thing more than I do the participation chart sometimes uh, from the stat crew. But other than that, Michael, we don't expect a ton uh, of, of, of different things. As I told you uh, Friday night, you know, we have heard big time things from Yaya Diaby in the last uh, week to 10 days of practice. So I think there's a chance that, uh, that he could be the starting uh, defensive end opposite of Tavarius Peterson. And, uh, and I think that's a big, I think that would be a big, big thing for, uh, uh, I think that would be a huge thing for Louisville moving forward. If that was the case. 
Yeah, you know, we talked about Yahya, like you mentioned, on the uh, the message boards. And what I like about him, and and from what I understand, you know, he's still, you know, obviously when you're new like that, you're going to, it's going to take a while to still fully grasp that scheme. But, you know, he's he's kind of freakish. Um, he's got great size, great speed, and an excellent burst off the off the snap. You know, so he's one of those guys that just has the potential to be a disruptor, you know, and find a way into that backfield. And you've got a guy like that on your roster you're certainly going to want to find a way to get him on the field, and that could potentially translate into a start. I know you've another guy, another newcomer that you've mentioned, the Liberty transfer, uh, Trey Clark. Um, you know, looks like he could potentially get that start as well, which, as, as you've mentioned in the, in the uh, projected depth charts. And what I found interesting um, in listening to some of the press conferences uh, from the Western Kentucky coaches, Brian Ellis, their offensive coordinator down there, and a really good offensive coordinator, young guy on really on his on the rise. Um, they were supposed to play Liberty this year. Western Kentucky was so they would are they were already starting to scout Liberty and were quite impressed uh, with what Trey Clark did. And he actually singled him out when asked about what he should expect from the Louisville defense. And that was one of the, the guys he mentioned quickly about uh, that could make it be difficult for his, uh, Western Kentucky to go up against. So uh, really excited. We've heard great thanks from him, uh, you know, from his teammates, from his coaches here in Louisville. And now we're hearing some positive stuff, uh, you know, from the Western Kentucky staff as well. So Trey Clark, I'm really excited about to see as well. Yep, no doubt about it, Michael. But it is game week. It is uh, definitely game week. And I uh, I can't wait to get there. Uh, um, uh, all day today, we'll be doing some uh, some special stuff. Uh, we've got a key matchup coming tomorrow, five players to watch. We'll have a, uh, a chat with an opponent opponent. A member of the media from the opposing team will have a, hopefully we'll have a special edition tomorrow. If we have a, if we do have a, uh, a, a basketball commitment, we'll do a special edition of the cards cast. Uh, so hopefully we'll have that tomorrow afternoon and plenty more as we get throughout the week and we get up to a game preview and our picks on Saturday, on, on, on Friday for the game on Saturday. And then on Saturday, it is game day, the first game day of the season. And we can't wait to get there. We'll have some special stuff from inside the stadium as well, too on saturday so for michael mccammon i'm jody demling this has been a, a very cool edition a game week edition of the cards cast